0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi and welcome to Academy Rewind, the fortnightly podcast where we take a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim and with me, as always, is my man who doesn't just love single indemnities, he actually loves Double of indemnities. Palmer, how are you today?
1: I'm good. You had to think about your name for a second, huh? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was too busy thinking about indemnity, and if I was going to say <laughs> and it And my name
1: is, looks at hand, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. <laughs> uh, how are you today? I'm
0: good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Um, Palmer, we're here to talk about the 1945 Best Picture Oscar nominees. Did you enjoy this year? Best picture seems like a stretch. Oh, so that would be a
1: no. Uh, no, they were mostly fine. I don't think any one of them really, like, stood out to me. Yeah this this year as a whole, I felt
0: like we're in a war and they don't have time <laughs> to make movies. They're worried about the Nazis. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: That might actually be right.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much how. That's pretty much how I felt about this whole year. E- even actually in some of the. The movies themselves, you can tell what the national mood is because it's either dark and sinister, or they're like, "We love America, America (laughs) is the best,
1: yay America."
0: Yeah, those were the those were the two themes. (laughs) Yeah, and and everyone remember, be nice. Yeah, be nice (laughs) to everyone. Mm -hmm. So the the movies are as follows: Going My Way, Double Indemnity, Since You Went Away, Gaslight, and Wilson. Palmer, do you know what one best picture? Going My Way? It did. It, yeah, going My Way, one best picture. We actually watched the sequel to Going My Way last season.
1: The Bells of St. Mary? The Bells of St. Mary's, yeah. yeah,
0: very good. Yeah, it is Father um, O'Malley. Father O'Malley, played by Bing Crosby. And this movie, uh, Going My Way, did so well, they were like, make another one, Crosby. <laughs> He's, He's like, d- I he can't. D- I have to be the postman, and Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: just a voiceover. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's also many years later.
1: Eh, was it, though?
0: It's like 20 years after this. I want to say, like, he's played this role a couple times, though. Um, Not... he, more than twice, you mean? Yeah. Well, a couple is two, so technically and you are stare, correct. And rail means rail. That's correct. <laughs> Inflammable means flammable. <laughs> what, what a, a country.
1: country. Uh, let's see. You're looking up going... My... Yep. Uh, Bing Crosby is in Star Trek Picard, apparently. What? Yeah, no, it did. It starts off with like his soundtrack stuff. Oh, okay, which is weird. But continue, okay. And you keep you keep looking at those. So
0: uh, those movies again are Wilson, Gaslight, since you went away, Double Indemnity, and Going My Way. And since Going My Way, one best picture. We're gonna start with Wilson, directed by Henry King.
1: Wilson. Sorry.
0: I knew you were going to make that joke. You know how I knew you were going to make that joke? Because I made
1: that joke already?
0: No. Well, probably. I wasn't paying attention. I'm pretty sure I made the joke at the end of last episode. So I pre-wrote the descript- the episode description to yeah. to this episode before coming here, and it says... Uh, Pause for Palmer. No, it <laughs> says, uh, Tim tries to explain to Palmer that Wilson is not a volleyball. <laughs> That was my first that was my first go, and well, then, I watched the wrong movie. yes, you did, Wilson anyways, directed by Henry King, written by Lamar Trotty, starring Alexander Knox, Six is good, Charles <laughs> Coburn, Geraldine Fitzgerald, Vincent Price, and many more, nominated for best Picture, actor for Knox, Director, Special Effects and Music. It won. Best Original Screenplay, Color Cinematography, Color Art Direction, Sound Recording, and Editing. Uh, this movie is about the political career, it charts the political career, of President Woodrow Wilson.
1: Which no one knows anything about.
0: President Woodrow Wilson was the uh, president during World War One and helped found the League of Nations. He is quite important and usually listed on Either the to- I'd say anywhere between the top ten and top twenty presidents of the United States of America. No, you made that up. I didn't. I really didn't.
1: They. No one knows anything about Woodrow Wilson to the point where. The guy that they hired just looks like Franklin Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
0: It's the glasses. After after you you sent that to me and I was thinking about it I'm like, "Why do you think he looks? Mm-hmm. It's the glasses."
1: Oh right, it's cuz he does. It's because he's a white
0: guy with gray hair and glasses. After that Palmer loses like
1: facial recognition. <laughs> <laughs> In the short hair, yeah.
0: Yeah, actually I thought I thought Alexander Knox looked a lot like Woodrow Wilson, if you actually look at Woodrow Wilson and not there's Roosevelt,
1: no, no one knows what he looks like. Oh my gosh! There, there's no way to ever tell. No. Why do you Why do you hang up against Woodrow Wilson? Because no one knows anything about him. That's not true. I'm, like I, I watched this movie and I still don't know anything about him. That's sad I know Vincent Price is, is in it and his last name is McAdoo. That's so sad because this movie is so long. That's why I like like there's a uh, there's a there's a scene in Married with Children mm-hmm. where they're trying to teach the daughter Kelly new facts and they learn that every time she learns something new it pushes something old out of her brain. <laughs> so they use like they use like uh little pictures showing stuff going in and like it shows like the dog going out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's essentially how this movie became. But it was all
0: Woodrow Wilson yeah. facts. So like, oh, he was president of Princeton. Yep. And then it
1: got pushed out for, he becomes the president <laughs> of the country. Um, bonus fun fact. You, I've only seen him listed twice for Father O'Malley. But he was also the narrator in Ichabod Crane in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yes, I did know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: he sings the Legend of Sleepy Hollow song. Yeah. Because he's the voice of... Um, I almost. <laughs> uh, of bones Bron bones. bones i almost yeah. called him boo radley and <laughs> that's why I was, nope not nope, even close not even close um so anyway so going back to wilson this movie it was it's funny because it, the movie movies about presidents or biographies now they're very they're about a particular moment in people's lives now mm-hmm. they're not um they don't try to cover everything, and this movie literally covers from the time that he's president of Princeton to his death. It, right, but it doesn't really like. And I it's think like a SparkNotes version of his life.
1: It is, and I think that's I think that's ultimately to the to the film's detriment. I agree because you're not getting a lot of information; you're getting some information, mm-hmm. and it's very. Um, I think this speaks to the the time period, but I think
0: it's it's very like. I don't know, like oil painting of the president style where it's like he says all the right things at all the right times yeah.
1: and he has no personality. And he's, then you, just, he's just the president. And then it just seems like stuff comes out of nowhere. Like his wife just ups and dies. Like I'm sure that was like somewhat coming. tragic. Yes. Well, no, I, I know it was tragic, but I'm sure it was like, like it wasn't just like she came down with the flu yesterday and now they're like. Well, she's done for right. And then he and then he remarries in a year later in in the presidency.
0: Right. And they're like, oh, we don't want this to hurt your position. And I was like, oh, I watched this movie. It's called The American President.
1: Right. That actually they actually talk about Woodrow Wilson when he's talking about going on a date with Annette Benning. He's like, Wilson got married when he was in office. That's Right and they said but Wilson
0: helped found the League of Nations so he was forgiven. He
1: actually yeah he says like in somewhere in there he founded a League of Nations. That's, but according to this movie that doesn't last after he gets out of office. Um it doesn't it doesn't. They're like well they voted and they voted for the people to disband the League of Nations. So go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why the League of Batman didn't last either. <laughs> uh
0: I think I I, I I enjoyed this movie, but I like I like historical films. I like movies about the presidency. I like information about the Absolutely, presidency. Absolutely, yeah. But I I will say it was a little boring. However, it is beautiful. The technical Much like color. Wilson's presidency. presidency. <laughs> yes, World War One. So boring. Um, I think this movie was beautiful. The 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 production design uh, between the White House. And the Trains. the, the train actually the train was really the train was really good. The use of green screens for the crowd, <laughs> and she just like pulls the shades over the green screen, like la 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 la, la. <laughs> You're not there, crowd. It was it was really good. Like I, I they like really played into this being a film of color, and I was like, don't like you know what I mean. It was not like oh by the way. It's in color. It's more like, look at all the colors. This wall is blue. Can't you see how blue this wall is? They painted with all the colors of the wind. They did all the colors of the American wind. I felt I felt the movie was well acted. Yes, I thought I thought Knox did a great job. He he was uh, he was. Is supposed to play some like somebody to look up to, as opposed to a real well, human character. Tall. He was very tall. No, but I mean, like it's it's nineteen forty four when this movie comes out. And, right. Like we're entrenched in World War Two, and people need to believe in America and the American spirit, and so they make this movie about Wilson, who led. Uh, who led the people through world war one. And so like, there's that whole scene with like the soldiers and you're like, ah, oh, so, you know, so it says like, you'll look like the president's wife. And she's like, well, you should better ask the president about it. And there he is like serving soup to the soldiers. Right. It's like, even the president's got to do his part. I thought that scene was very well. It might totally have been, made I, up total one totally made up, but <laughs> uh, it might not have been, but either way it, um, it felt like indicative of the time. Like people needed to that. If people needed to see something like that,
1: Yes. And that was also like the I won't say Heck, like I the needed to see it now. <laughs> I mean, I won't say it's like the presidency of the time, but let's not forget how different the presidency is pre and post um JFK. JFK. Sure. Like there you get
0: other presidents who were who had assassination attempts and, and Right, were but it never really
1: it never like Lincoln is at a theater that's
0: right, and they said that's 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 the risk you run going to the theater, Mr. Lincoln. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the risk I take every time we go see a show. That's correct. But I well, mean, he even is. had yeah, yeah. No. he even had like. But he also also he even had like bodyguards there. It wasn't as much as like it would mm-hmm. be now. Like nowadays, we wouldn't even be able to get into that hall. No. that leads to the president's box. But it seemed like JFK was the one that really became the catalyst for. Like, all right, we're, you know, we can no longer drive in a limousine with the top down. Sure. Um, you know. No. I, and I, it's kind of like the Pope mobile. Like, the Pope mobile, the Pope was a lot more accessible prior to the assassination attempt on, on John JP Paul. Two, right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: but I still think it, whether. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, him showing up and doing KP duty. Yep. Being a little bit more accessible in that way, it's believable and it it's it definitely is. of the time, and I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Me too. E- even if it is of, the, even if it's over
0: a hundred years ago now, it's still it is. It's over a hundred years ago. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen eighteen. Sure. It's twenty twenty. It's over a hundred years ago. One
1: hundred and two, by my count. Th- that is over
0: one hundred. Very good. I. It, it was nice to see, and I. I. Very much enjoyed the um, nostalgia esque like look back on America, it, and that in, like and that was just in forty four when this right. movie came out. Never mind all these years later.
1: And I also liked seeing the way politics played out differently then than it does now. And that's why I really wish this movie this movie was a little bit more focused mm-hmm. on a specific aspect of the presidency. Or something to that ilk, because I don't really need to see him, like, at a football game in Princeton for no reason. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess he's a regular guy. He likes football.
0: You know, I don't know what was with that football helmet mask thing, the metal nose. Oh, yeah, that I, was, I have no
1: idea. That was horrifying. Yeah. Um, I was like,
0: why is Hannibal Lecter playing football? You know,
1: I liked I liked seeing him, like, stumping to become um, governor. Yes. And you know there seems to be a history with the political machine of the time mm-hmm. and i would like more information on that right and i would like more information on you know him on him running for president like he wasn't even at the democratic convention when they were voting to for him to be the nominee that is correct i know like this, like nowadays, that that you could never do that. I know, but it, I, but it just even just travel was different, you know. So it's not right, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but what I'm saying is that, like there's so many differences between today's politics and and politics of that day that I wish this movie focused more on that. You know, and it's funny, that's true, but there was also so
0: much that has not changed at all when they were going through when it was in his when he was running for office again, and and people were just like. Woodrow Wilson is the worst president to ever be. He's just a terrible human being all around. And that was their whole campaign. Like, Woodrow Wilson is a terrible human for reasons. I was like, well, some of this
1: has not changed. I really liked the people running up against him during re-election. Like, their biggest thing was, he didn't send us to war. And I'm like, I don't don't think that's actually a selling point that you want to no nope, really wasn't and yeah. it clearly it wasn't for the american people either right. so um but it,
0: it, you know Woodrow Wilson basically ended american isolationism you know where he
1: was you know cuz which you could say was you know good or bad
0: one could say it was good or bad yeah. that's true um because between that and then world war 2 with america becoming a world superpower it that has cha- irrevocably changed what america is to the world but before that people the
1: presidents fought real hard not to involve themselves in the rest of the world's politics right because at the time it's just like for one, it's just hard to get from country to country around that time, so it makes it's hard sense to get from not state to, to state never mind country yeah to country. like it makes sense to really be isolationist at that time. Yeah, well I mean the whole point
0: of I mean America wanted independence and they were like, Okay, that's it. So we we wanted to become independent so we could be alone, so don't talk to us anymore. And then France was like, Can you help? John Adams was like, No, we can't. (laughs) We can't. And then, you know, Jefferson was like, But I wanna see more of this country and then (laughs) Yeah. And also I love France, but also I love this country more. Yay, yay, France, France, there are man. (laughs) Anyway. Uh are we doing fun facts? Let's
1: do fun facts on okay. Wilson. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt screened the film at the second Quebec conference in 1944. Among those watching were Winston Churchill, who was decidedly unimpressed and left early to go to bed. That is the best fun fact you've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> The film, a pet project and labor of love for producer Daryl F. Zanuck, was a notorious box office flop in its day, despite good reviews and several Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and Best Actor. And despite the fact that when it played the Roxy in New York, it grossed more than any one movie had in a single theater up till then. Zanuck was so heartbroken over the film's failure that he forbade anyone who came into his presence to ever mention it again. Huh. Yeah, there were quite a few fun facts about how this movie is a notorious flop. Um, IMDb uh, says it's probably the worst flop to get as many Oscar nominations as it does. Really? Um, And apparently Zanuck fought to get the uh, premiere at his hometown because, as it said, it's a labor of love Mm -hmm. and, like... Very few people showed up. Really? Yeah. See, no one cares about Woodrow Wilson. Apparently, even then. And this is probably why. Fun fact. The film paints a rather saintly picture of Woodrow Wilson. Sure does. In reality, he was a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. Really? Yep. Swing and a miss. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's terrible.
0: Yep. That is truly terrible. I did not know that. I think when people put him on the lists of cuz I went back to double check I went through a couple like historical lists some um, like from like um politicians and right. historians in whatever. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't making it up and he generally and is on those lists but they're they're always about their politics it's never about them as human beings right
1: which is which as a in theory as long as you don't do anything
0: Right. If I was making if I was making a list of like best businessmen in the area, I'm not going to put you like on the list like if you're a murderer. Like I'm you know I what mean, I mean? theoretically
1: like, that that has nothing to affect my business. I was exactly. taking out my competition. Exactly.
0: And that does affect your business. In which case yeah. you're doing a good job because yeah. you don't have as many enemies, I guess. But you, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your personal life does or your personal beliefs don't always affect how you work. Right. And so but that that is so interesting. Yeah. I wanna watch that movie though. <laughs> I wanna watch the antithesis to Wilson. <laughs> anyway. Uh moving on, we're gonna talk about gaslight. Is your one of your fun facts about gaslight what I think it's about? The term. We talked about this last on the last episode. But what right? if people didn't listen to the 1955 episode because there, there were no, no way good movies? No one listened to because the there were no good episode. movies except for on the waterfront. So Jen listened to
1: it, which is all that matters.
0: That's correct. Gaslight, um, directed by George Cukor, is where we get Cukor. The, Cukor is where we get the term gaslighting from. Yes. So, which is pretty fun. Well, it's not fun, but you know, it's interesting where it comes from. People don't even know. So, written by John Van Druten, Walter Reich, John L. Balderson, based on the play Angel Street by Patrick Hamilton. Starring Charles Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, Joseph Cotton, and a very young Angela Lansbury, who looks just like regular Angela Lansbury.
1: Yeah, she does. She's even got, like, she even has the Jessica Fletcher. Yep. Yep. She even has a son with a chip in his Thanks. Yeah, he
0: does. She does. It was <laughs> horrifying because they were real people in this movie. Uh, this movie was nominated for Best Picture, Actor for Boyer, Supporting Actress for Lansbury, Writing, and Best Cinematography for a Black and White Film. It won Best Actress for Bergman and Best Art Direction for a Black and White Film. Uh, the plot is years after her aunt was murdered in her home, a young woman Bergman, uh, moves back to her house with her new husband. However, he has a secret that he will do anything to protect, even if it means driving his wife insane. I loved this movie.
1: I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah. I thought I, I, it's not. It's it's an obvious film. It, it's you know what I mean. Like I yeah, I never at one. What the term gaslighting is? Sure. That maybe that's also maybe that's true. You know, uh, but I never. Her husband is so very obviously sketchy, and she's like la 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 la. So I don't like. The movie's not trying to trick you. It just, like, yeah. in my opinion, it doesn't seem like the movie's trying to trick you. Though, but the gaslight for people who don't know the gaslighting bit comes that um, every time he, the husband, leaves the house, somebody, whoever it may be, I don't want to spoil it, turns down the lights in the house and their gas lights and the lamps and whatever else. And then when he comes home, the lights go back up, and it's all just part of this ploy the husband has to drive his wife insane so he gets her property and money and all of this all this stuff so uh
1: what did you think about this film generally as a whole i thought it was okay i think i've kind of seen this ploy done better lately sure um yeah props for the first of its kind yeah i guess yeah But you're right. Like he's, and I think it doesn't help. The again, you know where the term comes from. So even stuff that could be in her mind, Mm -hmm. you're just sitting there going, "Well, it's obviously not. It's
0: obviously him. Right? It's him. Right there. Yeah. Him. The guy guy with the accent. Yeah. 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 The one that's (laughs) obviously evil. Yeah. He's um, like, well, you know, I am uh, French probably, <laughs> yeah, or whatever <laughs> I am, you know. What did
1: you do with the picture on the wall? <laughs> yeah, oh, now I have a different accent. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I was I was pretty disappointed with it overall. What about Ingrid? I I thought Ingrid Bergman was good.
0: Yes, she's always good. Yeah, she's always good. She's she's marvelous most of the time. I enjoyed her nosy train neighbor. Who's like? Oh, they never go anywhere. Now take these pigeons and feed the birds. And and I actually thought Angela Lansbury was great.
1: The, well, she's always great, but right. young Angela Lansbury wasn't. Was they were also, also the same woman. Like at the end, yes, that's her. Yeah. So like, <laughs> this is a great scene. It was actually my favorite scene in the movie, where the maid goes running out the door to go fetch the cop. Yep. Because something's happening. She comes running in, the cop comes running in, the neighbor comes up to the door, because the door's wide open, knocks on the door, and then just goes walking in.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't live near anybody that's like that. Uh, do you think props for production design, costumes, because it's a period piece, you know, people don't, people didn't dress like that in the 40s, takes place in the 1800s. Mm, yeah, 1800s. Maybe early 1900s. Yeah, 1800s. So... Yeah. Do you think that the like the the lighting the cinematography like created a a nice atmosphere pulp uh, not pulp atmosphere but a suspenseful No. No, it no. nothing. No, really? No.
1: Give this movie to Guillermo del Toro. He'll market it as a gothic romance movie and it'll be a lot better. He would do that. <laughs> he would do that. He'd be like, "Oh
0: no, maybe there's ghosts." And you're like, "Shut up, Guillermo." Oh goodness! I just watched Chronos. Uh, this is not. This is not related to. This is not related to any of these movies. But I watched his first feature film, Chronos, from Mexico. Did you? Have you ever seen it? No. You should. It's great.
1: I've seen um, the uh, Shape of Water. Nope, the other one. Pans Mexico. Labyrinth. Devil's Backbone. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Devil's Backbone. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you if you I mean if you like
0: any of his movies, then I, I would recommend Chronos. You can see. You get it's the bones of like all the stuff he likes. It's, yeah. yeah, it's good. Plus, Ron Perlman is really bad at Spanish. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in. Well, that was the so they cast because it's like it's supposed to be about like American Mexican relations and whatever else. And so they tried to get Ron Perlman the first their first collaboration to like speak Spanish well, and he couldn't do it. So they changed his character to a guy that hates. Mexico (laughs) and so it like works in the movie that his his language skills are so bad
1: yeah so overall I I think with Gaslight is there's just not enough there Mm -hmm. to to really be really good um I feel like the the reasoning he's doing what he's doing is a little weak at the end I'm, Seems doing, a little it I'm tacked on. doing
0: it because I want the money. He wants money. He wants the aunt's jewels
1: because he was the one which who killed turned, the aunt.
0: Which isn't right, which turn into money. Well, you can sell jewels for money, yeah. Yeah, okay, great. That's what I'm just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um Why do you think that was weak? That's like classic like I'm gonna marry this person to get money and then I'm gonna
1: kill them because when you really think about it the way this plot has to happen mm-hmm. is her aunt is killed when she's a little girl yep and then he had to wait until she became old enough to get married sure marry her mm-hmm. and then drive her insane that's a long time to do to put this plot into action that is true i don't think his original intention was to drive
0: her insane it was like all of that other stuff was was to happen but like she's a little she's savvy and he's like oh the only way i can thwart her is to like make her think like
1: oh no you never gave me that oh
0: no like you don't know where that detective said it's
1: easier for him to search the house if Mm -hmm. she's not there because he doesn't have to do it like an hour out of the day correct correct so i just feel like the, the his plan is
0: very convoluted sure but you know what so are many master villain plans you know truly like the Joker in the Dark Knight, truly, how did he know they were all going to get on boats and stuff, and they'd be on those boats, and, like, it's very convoluted.
1: Well, I guess.
0: I mean, he's a smart man, but, I mean, like... Scorpios were... Scorpios was fine. Scorpio. I have the doomsday device. Yeah. Scorpio, you're mad. <laughs>
1: a lot of Simpsons jokes going on in this uh, this episode. I love it. Give me some fun facts. Dame Angela Lansbury was only 17 when she made this, her theatrical movie She debut. looks...
0: 35 in this movie.
1: She had been working at Bollock's department store in Los Angeles, California. And when she told her boss that she was leaving, he offered to match the pay of her new job, expecting it to be in the region of her Bollock's salary or of the equivalent of $27 a week. He was somewhat taken aback when she told him she would be earning $500 a week. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. She was earning $500 a week in
1: 1944. Yeah. That's. That's like $500 today. That's I don't know. Yeah. Definitely, I, I think know that's more than I works. make a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is true. Yeah. The, set, the sets were deliberately overfilled with bric-a-brac to emphasize Paula's increasing sense of claustrophobia. Very good. Bric-a-brac. Good word. Yes. lot of stuff. Dame Angela Lansbury was required to wear platform shoes in order to appear taller, more domineering, and more sinister in comparison to Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> Lansbury's added height drew even greater attention to Charles Boyer's diminutive stature and added to the number of scenes in which Boyer was forced to stand on a box to increase his relative height. Wow. That just felt like they were going all over the place with these heights. <laughs> Couldn't you just, like, crouch cut, a little? <laughs> cut tips into the
0: floor? Yeah, I guess so. Or just have Bergman crouch a little bit or just shoot them differently. You know, whatever. That's fine. Damn forced perspective Yeah I know Okay well that is wonderful Moving on to Since You Went Away Directed by John Cromwell Uncredited directing by Edward F. Klein Tate Garnett and the great David O. Selznick Written by David O. Selznick Based on the book Since You Went Away Letters to a Soldier from His Wife By Margaret Bull Wilder Starring Claudette Colbert Jennifer Jones Joseph Cotton Shirley Temple And Monty Woolley this movie was, movie was nominated for Best Picture, Actress for Colbert, Supporting Actor for Woolley, Supporting Actress for Jones, Black and White Cinematography, Black and White Art Direction, Editing, and Special Effects. This movie won Best Music. Okay. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this, the plot of this movie is with her husband away to fight in World War II, a housewife struggles to care for their two daughters and a pair of lodgers who have moved in. This, really only one lodger. Yeah, Monty and Uncle Ted, or whatever his name is. Yeah, but he's not really paying them. That's true, but he is a lodger.
1: He's only in it for like 10 minutes, no, though.
0: He's, no, he comes in a lot. It, this movie is like four hours long. This movie is almost three hours and I think you feel every minute of this movie. And that's not to say that it's actually not cute and there are moments of it that like are like, oh, that's a little fun and that's yeah. that. But this could have been a clean 20
1: minutes. Yes. Like, take out <laughs> take out the entrance. Take out the intermission. Take out all the random shots of the dog for no reason. Oh, no, I love the dog. And the this dog movie... and
0: Monty Woolley just had this feud the whole time. It was like, is that dog going to be in my room? Yeah, Probably. So gonna, I'm taking this mattress. Is it okay? Is it the one the dog sleeps on? No. No, it was. No, Is the, yes, then that's good. Then the dog's on his bed. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And Then he loves the dog at the end. I guess. It's great. You don't like dogs. I don't. Though. Well, I don't feel like this movie had a clear vision of what it wanted to do. It wanted to be a movie that reminded people that war is hard, but it was the 1940s version of that. It was like the censored version. of. It's like the censors' (laughs) version of that. We're like, war is tough, so let's show what it's really like at home with the guys who are at war.
1: And everyone's just like, oh, no, a dog. (laughs) He's on a bed. Dogs were just running wild. The men were no longer home, so the dogs became... (laughs) the dogs
0: became what they became and then like people were getting married and stuff and uh, then yep. yeah and then everything was happening but Jennifer Jones was good and Shirley Temple is near unrecognizable as well, not it's five she's years not old five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah this movie was so boring <laughs>
1: it, it was and it's not like it's not like I just really think there's no real story like what starts off to be the story is the fact like this woman who has two daughters they need some money her husband is in the military in at war mm-hmm. and they have to make house payments they have to make food payments you know his his meager salary from the from the army isn't enough so she has to take in a lodger and you always hear about money troubles but you never really see anything come of it
0: right yeah, I completely agree with all of that. And I sat there and I I watched it. I was like, well, Something's going to happen? I can you tell know, no, no, she's going to get a letter. Maybe he maybe he's stuck in Europe or he's never coming home. Well, he, he was lost. missing for a bit. Yeah, but then he wasn't. And yeah. then, or maybe he still is. Who's to say? Yeah, I I'm fine not talking about this movie anymore. To be <laughs> honest, because there's really nothing to say. I'm not. Max Steiner did the music. Max Steiner being one of the. If I had to peg the four most influential composers of all time. Mm-hmm. Max Steiner is number one because he is, like, the first movie-scoring guy ever, like, really big. Max Steiner, Korn Gold, John Williams, and Hans Zimmer. Those are, like, the big guys that change everything over the course of decades. And and I couldn't tell you a single note from this movie.
1: Yeah. No, neither, neither could I, which me to wonder why this one best score. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I
1: just don't
0: know. Anyway, but maybe because they were like, maybe it was one of those like, oh, Steiner hasn't won an award yet. <laughs> this will be the movie he wins for. And Good job. And he's like, really? Really? There was a lot of blending of like different military pieces and Christmas pieces and everything like right, that. Right, but it was all it f- like other people's work. Yeah, I agreed. I yeah, I agree, and so I just don't – they were like, good, good job on the medleys, Steiner. Good job. Good job on that music that you didn't create. You know, King. your King Kong score is legendary, just like the king himself, but we're going to give you this award yeah. <laughs> for, since you went away. Yeah. Uh, this is a film that I think maybe was – I I could be wrong with the fun facts, but this was definitely a film that maybe they like people felt like they needed to see in the middle or closing in on the end of World War II, like it was like a, you know, this is our lives now, but the Hollywood version of it or something like that. Yeah,
1: I don't have it listed. Basically, uh, Selznick wanted to do a war movie that wasn't a war movie. Gotcha. So. So. Uh, that's what that's what we get. Selznick, you, you,
0: you done good with Gone with the Wind, but this might not be your best. So, anyway, mm, yeah, yeah.
1: please please continue. Shirley Temple had been in retirement for two years when David O. Selznick persuaded her to join the film. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. The original novel by Margaret Ball Wilder is in epistolatory form. It consists of a series of letters that she wrote to her husband whilst he was away at war. And I think that is ultimately why this movie fails, is because you don't, like, that's you can't have a plot that way sure because she's filling in her in the she the letters that she's
0: filling in her husband like oh and then the, yeah. the, the oh and the, then the, the doorbell rang the colonel rule hates that dog right yeah, right and you're like oh, and gosh. then they were
1: like all right let's transfer this to a movie no it's then, not really and then
0: uncle ted or tom or whatever his name yep. is and then he was like that he's got to move the mattress right he's got to move it and your daughter wants to jump his bones Yep, but then she sees this other guy, and it's
1: okay. Yep. And then he dies, and then her and Uncle Ted might still hook up. Who knows? Who knows? Hope you're well. Anyway. (laughs) At one hour and 15 minutes and 38 seconds, Jennifer Jones' performance in this movie is the longest ever nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Let that sink in. Huh. She was a supporting actress and had 1 hour 15 minutes and 38 seconds of screen time and that's only half the film wow that's crazy and in comparison like judy dench had less than
0: 8 minutes of screen time or something like that for shakespeare it, in love right
1: but it, shakespeare in love is great so i you know there's a real big swell
0: in the film They're community wrong. that that
1: movie is not good look and i'm here to, to, them, to tell I, you i spit a two a two I'm yeah. I'm here to tell you if it's disliked by film Twitter, it's probably a good movie.
0: I actually haven't seen it so much on film Twitter necessarily. Just uh, you know, oh. different articles. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. After we stop recording, you're gonna bomb film Twitter with love for Shakespeare and Love. Yep. You're like, remember that time that Ben Affleck had a British accent? Remember why didn't Ben win for this movie? Was he nominated for that movie? No. no okay, I didn't think so. Um, there's a there's a limit, I think. <laughs> so those were your fun facts. So let's move on to let's move on to Double Indemnity, directed by Billy Wilder, uh, written by Billy Wilder, the great Raymond Chandler. Did you know that that this movie was written by Raymond Chandler?
1: I knew it was written by a William Chandler. Raymond,
0: not William Chandler. Uh, well, either way, I still don't know who that is. um, Pel- um Maltese Falcon. Oh, uh, other like that, like real. Well, I couldn't be watching that movie. Pulpy detective noir type, you know, type yeah. love. Great, uh, and James M. Kane, starring Fred McMurray, Barbara Stanwyck, and Edward G. Robinson, who was not playing a mobster for once in his career, and it's pretty great. Or was he? He wasn't. He okay. was an insurance guy. Are <laughs>
1: they just mobsters? D-
0: arguably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, this movie was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress for Stanwick, Director, Writing, Black and White Cinematography, Sound Recording, and Music. This movie won zero, zero awards. Oh, okay. It won absolutely nothing. Uh, this movie is an insurance representative, lets himself be talked uh, into... Uh, he was talked into... Hold on. Wow. That is not a properly phrased sentence. I have to rework
1: this. See what happens when you just copy and paste from IMDb. Yeah. You do the same thing. So hush up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But you always yell at me. I know. Um, An
0: insurance representative is seduced by a housewife into a murder slash insurance fraud scheme that arouses the suspicion of an insurance investigator.
1: I don't know if I would technically classify it as an insurance fraud.
0: Uh, double indemnity. Yeah, because they're trying to get the money for two indemnities.
1: Right, but they're really killing the guy. It's sure, not really fraud on that end. That's the murder part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when I think of fraud, I think of like, oh, my neck—it's broken. Oh, sure, but
0: yeah, I guess so. I mean, it is uh, sure murder insurance scheme. Right? Is that there does that you make go. you feel yeah. better?
1: I feel like. I feel like just tacking on fraud is like adding five years to a life sentence. Sure. It's like um,
0: racketeering.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: No one knows what that is. <laughs> it's using a lot of rackets. Rackets. Yeah. Does anybody want these tennis rackets? No. Oh, no. What do we do with them? Let's flood the market with tennis rackets. So uh, what did you think of Double Indemnity?
1: I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, although when you when you um, look a little too close at it, it kind of falls apart uh, very early on when she's like, when she... Proper Sandwick. Yeah, when she kind of starts talking about the plan. Sure. Or when he kind of figures where she's going with this. He's like, look, we got this guy down at the office. If there's any Edward funny... Bu- Robinson. Yeah. If there's any funny business, he's going to find out. And it's always because of the stupid stuff that these people do. And then he's like, all right, I'm in. But instead of just killing him, what we're going to do is we're going to kill him and make it look like he died in one of the The husband, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the most impossible ways ever so we can get more money. Like, no, that's exactly why people get caught. You moron. You just said it. Well, nothing said that Fred McMurray's character was smart. When he's telling her why they shouldn't do it, he is. He's like, people always screw up and do this, but and he's, then he's like, we're going to go overboard. But he's seduced by her because she's wearing a towel. No, you're but gonna, seriously though, you so, so, speak louder. I'm wearing, wearing a your towel.
0: towel. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but actually though, so this movie is it, it's kind of like the Psycho of its day, you know? Because Psycho was big because it was like, screw the censors, I'm not gonna, I'm we don't care. She's going to die in a shower, everyone you know i and this one was
1: like screw the censors!" she's gonna wear a towel
0: well basically yeah so there's a couple of things that i, I want to talk about here with okay. the film censorship if you'd be so kind so recently i had to write something on double indemnity so i will not read you word for word what i wrote just Thank God. Uh, just to help you but i do want to i want to point to a couple of scenes in the film that it's really using the power of the edit to get around a lot of the stuff that that films would, were censoring in the forties, mm-hmm. and so um, the first one is kind of the shock value of <gasps> the murder itself, and and how it gets around it. So like Are you when not showing it, we not showing it. So like when Walter strangles Mister Dietrichson in the car, uh, and instead of actually, they weren't allowed to show the murder itself, right. and so the camera lingers on Barbara Stanwyck instead and makes you focus on her character and her kind of like weirdly tantalized expression like gives off way uh, I think a a level of uncomfortability that is different than just watching a guy get strangled by Fred McMurray because like you like maybe especially by today's work like we've seen much worse than someone with their hands around somebody's throat and so but it gives but for Lola is that her name Lola yeah uh no that's not right phyllis phyllis her name's phyllis um like diller exactly that like glint in her eye gives you unease in a way that just watching the thing happen can happen. but the uh, the one that i really like is the um uh the force the force perspective on the gunshots because they weren't allowed to show the gunshots and so at the end when um when she fires the gun and when he fires the gun into her gut and all that stuff it's all around not seeing it and it's their reactions so like so like when he's presses the gun into her gut when he's like oh no we're we're it's okay it'll be okay and he shoots her in the stomach um that the uh, spoilers uh, that spoiler everybody dies yeah um it, like you 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 see it from around but you can hear it and th- and uh, anyway I just really like. I really liked the way that Billy Wilder was like. I want to make this version of this movie, but I have to get around everything. And I right. think it's really clever. Even her in a towel was incredibly scandalous for its day. You know, it's Psycho. Like Psycho is nineteen sixty, and it was the first movie to show a flushing toilet. And and, and even then, it didn't and even have poop been all in downhill. It. It, it didn't even have poop in it. It had a newspaper in it, or something. Whatever she flushed down the toilet was it the newspaper was it a note it was a note was it money something
1: it no. had paper Oof. she flushed some form of paper she flushes the newspaper down cuz like there's an article about it that's right that's yeah. right
0: okay so um well, anyway i really liked i really liked that the movie's incredibly violent and filled with death but it tricks you into thinking it tricks you into like it's a kind of like jaws where you, you don't really see it right
1: um and i i enjoyed that very i enjoyed that very much i think out of like the two mystery movies that we had this year this is definitely the better one yes i agree i will say i didn't get it didn't give me enough um suspense as i would want from from like this type of movie
0: Um, what kind of suspense would you be looking for? More. Okay. (laughs) All right.
1: Just more. More and more suspenseful. I would never really had suspense in this, so... And I think some of it is because like it's
0: done through flashbacks. I was going to say is it because he's narrating? He's like this yeah. is my this is my story, so it's uh, I'm going to know, you're going to know yeah. what's happening and stuff.
1: This is this is my story and if you notice every time we cut back to me there's more blood on my shirt. Mm, yeah, that's a nice passage of time. It's yeah. really good. But I mean it, it's good and it's well acted. I I really like Edward G. Robinson in this. Who would have made an
0: excellent Oswald Cobblepot in his day yes I think he would have been an excellent penguin why wasn't this
1: part of 1966 Batman Uh, I think he would have been a little too old at that point probably yeah but um, I do like Edward G. Robinson when we first see him he comes in to talk to Neff and he's like how would you how would you feel about making $50 less a week Uh, (laughs) not good (laughs) It was like N- no. no. And like he's he's shocked by this. <laughs> what? He's like, What? You wanna do this all your life? You mean make money? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's that was a commentary on the corruption of the insurance companies or
1: <laughs> something. I don't know what Billy Wilder's trying to do there. Um it, so it's well acted. I like the overall story, but again I think I think it's been done better. Mm-hmm. And even if this is one of the first times this kind of story has been done, like, you're telling me this is the same guy that writes Maltese Falcon, and I'm sitting here going, Maltese Falcon is far better. Well, I would say that. I would say
0: that's true. Um, I have to double-check on Maltese Falcon, because now I'm now I'm second-guessing myself that that's Raymond, Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler is sh- 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 Maltese Falcon... The Big Sleep The Long Goodbye Farewell My Lovely The Lady in the Lake The Little Sister The High Window Playback The Low
1: Window The Medium Window
0: Oh it's not Maltese Valley Oh see I don't and know, I Maybe, take everything it, maybe back it is Maybe it is Novel by Dishneel Hammett Nope I was wrong Not even close uh, I'm mad at not myself Not any of those letters Or even in Chandler Saying, Bing Chandler Bing uh, That's actually Raymond Chandler It um Chandler Bing is named after Raymond Chandler, though.
1: Fun fact. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: So, the big sleep is what
1: what you call it when you're
0: dead. The big sleep is what... um, The long goodbye. No. Keep talking. I have to... I, I
1: can't just talk. Yes, you can. I am not a trained monkey. Keep talking. So, this movie does have some good points, and you're right. Like, stylistically, for the time... It's really good, but I just feel that, overall, it doesn't really give me any suspense, and that's what I kind of want when I'm watching a suspense movie, or a noirish movie, or any movie that doesn't have Humphrey Bogart in it. This movie did really feel like it needed a Humphrey Bogart. Right. It? Like, it just needed Humphrey Bogart. Every film noir needs Humphrey Bogart. LA Confidential... Needs Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> I love Humphrey Bogart. Funny
0: name too. Um, I I want to say I can't I can't exactly find this, so don't exactly quote me. But I think well, you've already shot your credibility to hell. I know. I think Blade Runner is partially based on The Big
1: Sleep. No, Blade Runner is is based off
0: of. Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yes. The right. The greatest
1: titled book
0: in the history of books. Phil K. Dick. It's pretty great. Um, but uh, there's some noir influence on, and I'm pretty sure it's the big, I'm pretty sure it's the big sleep. Uh, what's it? I think the robot? Alien. The robot lady is, I think, based off partly on the big sleep. Okay. Uh, it's going to bother me. I think that's alien. Is it? No, aliens based off in the mountains of madness by H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Is it? Yeah. Hmm. How come we didn't get Cthulhu then? It's in the form this, of a xenomorph. This makes me even. This makes me dislike Alien even more now. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no! This supposed to make you like it more. <laughs> oh no! I, I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> Give me some fun facts.
1: This film came out in 1944. That's same... not a fun fact.
0: There, all these movies came out <laughs> in 1944.
1: The same year, David O. Selznick released *Since You Went Away*. Part of the campaign for the latter film was major ads that declared, Since you went away are the four most important words in movies since Gone with the Wind, which Selznick had also produced. Billy Wilder hated the ads and decided to counter by personally buying his own trade paper ads, which read, Double indemnity are the two most important words in the movies since Broken Blossoms, referring to the 1919 D.W. Griffith classic. Selznick was not amused and even considered legal action against Wilder. Alfred Hitchcock, who had his own rocky relationship with Selznick, took out his own ads which read, The two most important words in movies today are Billy Wilder. Ha <laughs> got him. I like that. Due to strict wartime food rationing, policemen were stationed in the store where a scene with Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck was filmed to make sure nobody in the film crew was tempted to take away any of the food. Paramount released publicity stills showing four policemen in the store with McMurray and Stanwyck. Hmm. When Walter Neff first meets Phyllis Dietrichson, much attention is paid to her ankle bracelet. Urban legend states a married woman wearing an anklet to indicate she is married but available to other men. What? Yeah.
0: That's a weird... That's What a weird thing to tell people with...
1: (sighs) I mean, it was weird. Like he was like, she wore an anklet, and I was like, they really like when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's why they paid so much attention Mm. to the anklet. She wore an anklet. (laughs) She wrapped it
0: around her ankle Ankle. (laughs) because that's where you put it anyway. Speaking of musicals, I guess. Going My Way, directed by Leo McCarey, written by Leo McCary, Wait, Frank Butler, and Frank Cavett. The
1: fictional what? Chief of Staff from West Wing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's correct. Um, starring Bing Crosby, Barry Fitzgerald, Frank McHugh, Risa Stevens, and Gene Heather, who was also in um, Double Indemnity.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, This movie was nominated for Best Actor for Fitzgerald, Black and White Cinematography and Editing. It won Best Picture, Best Actor for Crosby, Supporting Actor for Fitzgerald. Yes, you heard that correctly. Palmer will speak about that later. Director, writing for Original Story, writing a screenplay. I don't know why those are broken up, but they are. (laughs) Um, An original song, Swinging on a Star. This movie is about Father Charles O'Malley, a young Catholic priest at a financially failing church in a tough neighborhood who gains support and inspires his superior, the pastor of the parish. Uh, I thought this movie was real cute, and I didn't understand why it won Best Picture, apart from people needing to feel good in
1: 1944. This movie is cute, and I don't know why it won Best Picture, aside from the fact that... I don't know if this movie has a coherent plot no I, I think I followed the plot just
0: fine the Charles O'Malley, father Charles O'Malley is sent by the bishop in like not secret but he's like he basically oh, goes secret. to parishes to help fix them from the pastors who have been there for so long and they're just not kind of with it anymore and so he goes around and he kind of gives the parish back its life and makes sure that it's okay again unless the church burns down or something and um and and so and he does that by being musical and stuff and talking to Fred Mertz and uh, selling his songs in with opera singers and the boys choir. And he's all cool and stuff and whatever else. And yeah, that's the but that's basically the plot. He basically he just he's like a re, he's almost like Mary Poppins in that he just like goes and inspires people to like get their stuff together. And then he moves on to the next place
1: wonder what's Ben Crosby's character name father O'Malley Charles O'Malley yeah I wonder if that's where they get the name from the main um, character in the Aristocats I don't know is
0: the is the cat also a priest and go around inspiring people
1: yeah
0: I don't know I've only seen it once I can O'Malley is a
1: hep cat well ask your ask your wife
0: I know she loves that movie ironically doesn't really like cats but loves the Aristocats it's weird. I know. His wife it? is weird. I mean, she'll never listen to this, so I won't tell you. Say <laughs> that.
1: Um. So, see, so yeah, he he's sent to this parish, which is like five payments behind on its mortgage, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You gotta, you gotta go fix this." Yes. And he's like, "Okay," and then he forms a choir mm-hmm. with the with the street toughs. That's correct. Um I don't think he actually ever pays back the person to fix their window. Nope. Um Nope, he doesn't. I especially I do like that line with the boys where he's
0: like like father you coming and he's like no nah, I'm going to walk home. I uh you know I got to think about I got to think about my homily for this weekend, you know, about parenting, you know, for your parents cuz they'll be there. <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, father, you're funny. You're funny." <laughs> I like it.
1: Uh, um and then and and then he comes up with swinging on a star, and that's how they pay off the, that's how they pay off the mortgage. Correct. And then, and then the church burns down. Correct. And they're like, "Well, this sucks. Now we got to do. Now we got to rebuild the church." And then the pa- and then the bishop's like, "All right, you did your job. Get out of there." Yep. Like.
0: Yeah. But well, they, by merging with that other parish, you know, Saint Dominic's or whatever. I think no, he's at Saint Dominic's. I don't remember where the other church is. Saint and then they say no, we'll split the we'll split the collection, and then he can rebuild the church. And but that priest, Father Fitzgerald, I think it's Father Fitzgerald. Um, he is, no, it's Barry Fitzgerald. Barry Fitzgerald. Him. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I knew that wasn't exactly right. Barry Fitzgerald's character is all inspired again, and he has like renewed his like. He has renewed his vocation to his to his congregation. And he's like, no, we're like we're back at it, and I can I'm not still not going to hop over this bush, but um, because I'm old, but um, right, you know, but um, we're back at it. I also
1: feel like there are times they treat him like he's a five year old child. The elderly, the older priest, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like when they go out golfing and he swings and they like take the ball and throw it into the hole. That was like funny. you did so
0: good, yeah. That was funny. I enjoyed that. I really liked the beginning when the when the puddle splashes on Bing Crosby's yeah. character, and then so the housekeeper is like, "Oh no, Father! He wanted to change before he met you." And he's like, "Oh, well, that's great.
1: Right? Spruce himself up, and he comes down in his sweatpants. Yep. It's
0: great. I love it."
1: Yeah, I mean, like this movie is a joy to watch for the acting and the characters. I don't like I don't like the overall story. I feel like I feel like the main point of the story kinda gets lost and other side stories that just crop up happen and if this was like say an episodic T V show that makes sense to me. Sure. But it's Uh, a movie. But it's a movie. Like give me again, this movie's like two and a half hours long. And like they pay off the mortgage, and there's still an hour left to go in this movie.
0: Do you think that um, the Bells of Saint Marys is a better movie? Because it's, it's the sequel. Do so you think? And it's a, isn't
1: it also the same story?
0: N- well, I mean, that's his job. He like goes from like. Church to church, but that he that one's he's fixing the
1: school. That one they're trying to fix up the school. It's like Sister Act, right? Yeah. Like he's trying to fix up the school, and they're like, "Well, we could just move into that vacant thing over there." Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he he tricks the the property owner into letting him do it. Correct. Um, I think I think Father O'Malley is a great character, is a really good character, and a fun character. Mm-hmm. And I would really have liked to just seen like a TV show about yeah, him. Yeah, I It's like amen. <laughs> yeah, I
0: um I enjoyed the music. I mean, I always enjoy Bing Crosby. You know, he's he's yeah. he's a delight in his kind of like he's so mellow. Even yeah. even when he's like excited. He's like, "No, we're just right. moving along, no big deal." Uh but I think you're right. This movie is slightly wayward and I I feel that it it wins so much because it's it's pure feel good. It really is, and it, ha- and it has nothing to do with war. And so it's True. also it's feel good, but it's also well, no, escape. It kind of does.
1: the uh, The property owner's uh, the mortgage company's son goes off to
0: war. Oh yeah, and then gets a, injured. That's right. Like the slight reminder of right. everything. Yep. Yeah, but it's not like since you went away, that's feel good, but also about war. Right. You know, this is like it like it's just kind of it's almost like I remember a simpler time when our worst problem was Father O'Malley's
1: song wasn't going to sell very well so then he came up with a new one that is correct this movie um, he sings Swinging on a Star which is the song that ends up being bought by the record company in order to pay off the in order to pay off the mortgage in which they make it so so the old priest feels like his homily was the one that got the money. That was funny. Um, I knew the bishop didn't think that I was
0: good at preaching, but I showed him. I wish he was there. <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 yep,
1: yeah. You did, you did real good. Yep. Now come, now come talk to me when you need to perform an exorcism. Right. Um. So, like I said, I like if this was like I really wish we would have gotten a TV show of this because I like the dynamic between Bing Crosby and in Bar- and, uh, Barry Fitzgerald. Yep. Um. And I feel like even, like, the side stories could have been interesting for episodes. Sure. Um, So that being said, this movie will always be in second place for the best rendition that I've seen in movies for Swinging on a Star. That title will never be taken from um, Hudson Hawk. What are you talking about? Hudson Hawk um, is a jewel thief or a thief. And the way he times out his jobs is through song. And he does Swinging on so, a Star. So, yeah, for the main job in Hudson Hawk, uh, Bruce Willis swings Swinging on a Star. And then at the end, Danny Aiello does, like, the last part about the monkeys. That's hilarious. Oh, it's great. Like, if you've never seen Hudson Hawk, you really need to see I it. I have not. It can it, – it, it's cheesy. It yeah, sounds it. But it sounds um, fun. But it's, it's uh, Andy McDowell – It's Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, Hmm. a bunch of people named after candy bars. Babe Ruth? Yes, there is a Babe Ruth. There's a Butterfinger. That's kind of great. I'm I'm on board. I'm going to watch it. You definitely should. Uh, Give me some fun facts. Barry Fitzgerald was nominated by the Academy for both Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor Awards for the same performance for the same film. The only time this has happened. Al Pacino received a Best Supporting Actor and a Best Actor nomination for the role of Michael Corleone, but his nomination was for the first and second Godfather film, respectively. Mm. Fitzgerald won the Oscar in the Supporting category, but lost it in the lead to co-star Bing Crosby. This is no longer possible under Academy guidelines. Due to the wartime metal shortages, Fitzgerald received a plaster Oscar instead of a gold-plated Britannium one for his performance. A few weeks after he won, he broke the head off his plaster Oscar while practicing his golf swing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, This is the first film to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards and the Golden Globe Awards. Really? Yep. Huh. Alexander
0: Knox won a Golden Globe for Wilson.
1: Mm. Yeah. And finally, banned in several Latin America countries because Bing Crosby wore a white shirt as a priest. Talking about scandalous. There you go. Wow. Wow. Did he wear a white shirt? Was it the sweatshirt? Yeah, I think it was after Labor Day. Oh, what a loser. Yeah. (laughs) Priests are are not allowed to to actually wear white shirts because their uh, collar blends in too much. Oh, is that it? Yeah. 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 Twist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Ask any priest you know.
0: I will. I will. Actually, I'm not gonna because it's gonna make me look like an idiot. So uh, I (laughs) heard. (laughs) I I heard. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. Now this isn't me, but I've heard some rumors, (laughs) and honestly, I've never seen you wear white. So I (laughs) just need to know. Oh my gosh! Take Uh, this
1: to the Pope. Take this. Well, he wears white. How does he get around that? Well, he also doesn't wear the collar. True. True. So when you become Pope, you no longer have to wear the collar? Is that what it is? No, you have to wear the long, white, flowing ropes. And the hat. And the yeah. hat,
0: yeah. yeah. Do you know what the hat's called? Yeah, a hat. Oh, twist. <laughs> Pope, the floor is not a hamper. <laughs> it's a stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness, are you ready for the rewindies? Yes. All right, wonderful. So we're going to do supporting actors, supporting actress, production design, costumes and makeup, music, special effects, cinematography, editing, actor, actress, writing, and best picture i've already filled all the categories excellent excellent okay i've wrote them i've wrote them down good job thank you i had to because i would forget as well the other windies of course um they have to it is from these movies that we can pick for we can pick from and uh, we combine some categories together and uh and that's that's about it yeah. right okay yeah. great so i'm um, supporting actor goes to
1: Barry Fitzgerald. I agree. Yeah.
0: Did you have a problem finding another supporting actor in this lineup of movies? No, you could give it to Edward G Robinson. Yeah. He was my other choice, but even though he wasn't playing a gangster, I was like, he's still Edward G Robinson. <laughs> if, and I love you're, him. You're still a gangster. Yeah. Um, you could give it to, uh, Colonel mustard in since you went away. <laughs> Colonel mustard. Yeah. Uh, woolly Uh, he did, he was nominated, but yeah. he, he lost to Fitzgerald. um,
1: yeah. Uh Give to Vincent
0: Price in Wilson.
1: <laughs> yep. McAdoo is mm-hmm. his name. Um and then I mean that's then that's about it. Like I wouldn't really categorize anybody in gaslight as best supporting actor, but I just I really liked Barry Fitzgerald's character. I do too. I mean you could also pick um Fred Mertz. You could. Although he was he was so like
0: so supporting. Yeah. It's Vivian Vance and William Crawley, that's his name. Yes. His act, the real actor's name is oh. William Crawley. <laughs> I
1: was like, "What are you talking about?" Fred right Burns now?
0: is the real actor, William yep. Crawley. I had to think of the Isle of Lucy oh, okay. um, intro, starring Lucille Ball, Yep. Desi Arnaz, yeah. So, uh,
1: supporting actress, supporting actress. I don't know. You go first, Angela Lansbury. Sure, let's go with Angela Lansbury because she's great. She's yeah, Angela she's great. Lansbury. Yep, she's she's doing. She didn't a thing. sing Beauty and the Beast, but it was still good. Good enough. That's why she got supporting actress. Yeah. No, uh, uh, production
0: design. This is tough for you. It really is because you didn't like any of them.
1: No, I mean uh, just because I find flaws with the story. Like my my problems with the story and the length. Sure. Um, production design. I would probably go with going my way. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's why? I don't know. it just looked nice. It okay. Looked pretty. Okay. It was a nice church. It yeah. was
0: yeah. nice. I did like that scene where um, Fitzgerald's also, character went to go pray, and he just kept hearing the boys' choir. Yeah. He had, like put his head down, put his head down, put his head down.
1: It was great. Um, yeah. I'm I I'm a sucker for church architecture. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice of you.
0: Uh, I'm going to go give it to Wilson. Okay. Because I thought the the White House sets particularly were well. They excellent. actually filmed it in the White House. Did they? No, I didn't think so. It's too blue. <laughs> yeah, but the Senate and all like they were it was really well done. And the mixture of matte painting and uh matte painting and set was was well orchestrated. Yeah. Best costumes slash makeup. Uh,
1: uh so do we're you want gonna, me to go first? No. Gaslight. Yeah, that's what I did too, yeah. because it's a period piece. Yeah. yeah. That's what you do. Yep. If it's a period piece, you get the you get yep. it. Slightly more detail than yeah. people in a suit. It's kind of like Prior to prior to um, the invention of the Best Animated um, Movie yes. Oscar, it was always um, the Disney movie won Best Original Song. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like the period piece wins Best Costume and Makeup. That is correct. Until the sci-fi
0: movies come out or the fantasy ones and you're like, oh, no, but that one looks complicated. Yeah. So we'll give it to that. Uh, period in Space. Best Music, Period in Space. <laughs> uh, going My Way. I agree. Going My Way special effects
1: uh, some.
0: gaslight for the lowering of the gas yeah, yeah good job yeah i'm going i want to go with wilson because of those green the green screens and the shades <laughs> and stuff actually wilson i really liked the incorporation of real footage the real
1: world war 1 footage yeah general neutrals. pershing was actually played by general pershing really yeah that's cool because it was archival footage well that makes sense then doesn't yeah. it yeah but that wasn't
0: Wilson? No, I guess that would have been the real Wilson in that footage. Then he's not the one who gives them the medal. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Okay, um, best cinematography.
1: Wilson. Oh, good choice.
0: I almost went with Wilson, but then double indemnity for like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. The, the stuff I yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about yeah. and whatever else. Best editing. Double indemnity. Yeah, for all the stuff I talked about, yeah. I won you over. Yeah, good stuff. Also, it was brief. <laughs> <laughs> also,
1: they actually edited an entire movie out. Unlike the other movies. (laughs) That is correct. Uh, Best actor. Best actor. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I'm going to give it to Bing Crosby just because I I like, I just, I don't know if it was like, I wouldn't really call it like tremendous acting from any of them. Yeah. But he's a memorable character in a way that, although I I was so close to Alexander Knox for Wilson just because (laughs) some of the scenes were like really well orchestrated, like that scene with all the soldiers and everything
1: like that. Actually, I might change my mind. I'm going to give it to Knox. I'm going to give it to Knox. uh, And I had made up my mind on this pretty early on the scene alone. When uh, he essentially, when he berates the, uh, the German, the the uh-huh. German government yeah. uh, representative, and then he like essentially puts us into World War One. Yep, like that scene, him berating him is just great. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree. I want to. I'll. I'm. I'm going to go with yeah. Alexander Knox. Best actress. Best
1: actress. I
0: would give it to Ingrid Bergman. I am also going to give it to good old Ingrid Ingrid Bergman. Uh, best writing, whether original or adapted, doesn't matter. This is where wow. you get. This is where you get tricky.
1: Yeah, um, you know what? I'll I'll give it to Wilson because I didn't hate the movie. It was just too long. It was too long for what I got. Gotcha. Yeah. Like if that if you want to give me a breezy SparkNotes version of a presidency and it's an hour and a half,
0: make the movie great. breezy.
1: Two and a half hours. I want to see more substance. But that doesn't mean what wasn't there wasn't written well.
0: Sure. I think I think part of Wilson's problem was that it started with his presidency of Princeton and not his presidency of the United States. Right. If we got two and a half hours of his presidency of the United States, it probably would have been slightly more interesting. Yeah. But that first hour or so, like, you know he's going to the White House. It's not a mystery. Yeah. Unless you've never heard of Woodrow Wilson before. Which is very
1: possible because he's not remembered at all. That's
0: not true, again, but... That's fine. And a best picture goes to Go ahead. I'm gonna give it the double indemnity because I think it the best sum of its parts. Like it knows what it is, it's breezy, it, it it plays tricks with you, it challenges film, uh it does new and interesting things that had not been seen before. It's well acted, even if it's not the like the best acted, I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's it's also the I think the most enjoyable through and through all of them I was close with Wilson but um because it's grand but I think double indemnity is just a little bit better
1: yeah I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with double indemnity even though I I feel like there's better there's better examples of that movie out there yeah but I just can't I can't give it to Wilson just based on like I wanted more. And like I was, I was Mm -hmm. fine with what I got with double indemnity as far as the storyline. Like it didn't leave me going, you didn't explain this or you didn't, you know, you didn't give me as much as I wanted. You didn't give me the type of movie I wanted, but at least so in Wilson, it's like you didn't give me, you just didn't give me enough. You gave me an, for me it felt like an incomplete movie. Sure. Sure. That, that, that all makes sense that all yeah. makes sense to me but i will say like if i were ranking them you know wilson would probably be second and then followed by um going my, going way. my way yeah that's i might put yeah that's probably what i would yeah. do too
0: i i think that this is a year where they went we don't care about the academy awards we're in the middle of world war 2 you know it's one of those years where you're like this is the lineup huh this is uh Did you guys just pick names out of a hat? This is this is what this is the best you get to offer. And like I like apart from, um, since you went away, I enjoyed all of these movies quite a bit. But it's one of those years where I'm like, this is, this is this is the focus, huh? This is you know this is as best as you have to offer. (laughs) I enjoyed them, but I've seen much better movies from from this era of Hollywood. And, And so I think I think World War II is a big factor of that. Probably, and it's going to be. Going backwards now for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, you know because we're at the actually through the rest actually through the rest of through the rest of the show, we're going to see the when effects did World of World War II. Start nineteen thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we didn't enter right away, but I think but I mean but, it's still but up, you'll see yeah. right yeah. So you're still going to see some of the effects. Um but anyway, let's talk about 1935. Let's talk about next um, Let's talk about next year's movies. Yes,
1: let's talk about the five movies for next episode. There are 12 of them. Let's talk about the five movies for next episode.
0: Okay, number <laughs> negative seven. <laughs> it happened one night. Ooh, Titanic. <laughs> negative six, The White Parade. I'm going to stop doing that. Ooh, Titanic. The imitation Wait, wait, of- wait,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. There's a movie called The White Parade? Yes. Oh, I, I don't have a good feeling about this movie. I
0: actually don't know at all what it's about, if you want to look it up while I'm reading the rest of these names. Go ahead. Uh, the Imitation of Life, One Night of Love, Cleopatra. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down.
1: I can't find this movie that fast.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Ooh, Cleopatra? Yeah, not the one from 1963, because Aww. we're in 1935. So not the one that nearly broke Hollywood and and bankrupted Fox... I don't think that movie was nominated, so we'll I'm never pretty watch sure it. Was. We'll never watch that movie. No. It I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'll I'll double check after all of this. But you I'll just keep
1: talking. The title represents the hopeful and ambitious students at a hospital training school and is primarily the story of stern discipline and oh my God, I'm already asleep. <laughs>
0: um but bu- 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 uh Cleopatra was nominated for
1: best Picture I'll yeah, be dang I figured today. it was
0: I'll be dang, I did not I, for some
1: reason, uh, there's I, no way that movie gr- that a movie that grand is not nominated that that's true, but
0: I'm well, I mean there are pretty grand movies that are not nominated, but I guess in the in the early sixties we wouldn't see that you know how long Cleopatra is, yeah, it's like five days it's three hours and twelve minutes, just so you know just get ready for that. Okay, so now that you know about the White Parade, which is not at all what we thought it was about. Oh,
1: God, this movie's going to be bad. Okay,
0: I'm just, can I go
1: through the rest of these movies now? I mean, you can, but I, can we... I'm going to start over. Okay. It
0: Happened One Night, The White Ooh, Parade, Titanic. <laughs> The Imitation of Life, One Night of Love, Cleopatra, The Gay Divorcee, The House of Rothschild, Flirtation Walk, Here Comes the Navy, The Thin Man, Viva Villa, and The Barretts of Wimpole.
1: I think I'm sick next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not recording next week because we've got 12 movies to watch, so you're in luck. If you're sick, you get to lie on the couch and watch all these movies. (laughs) Oh, I feel even sicker. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually... I've not seen any of them, but I I have heard of It Happened One Night. It's a a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? On the Titanic. No. No. That's The Unsinkable Molly Brown.
1: Uh, No. Uh, It Happened One Night, if I remember correctly, is... Uh, what Sleepless in Seattle is based off. Oh, of that. really? That's yeah. exciting. Okay. Well, anyway, uh,
0: you can uh, look for us next week before while we wrap up this season. Did you know, actually, if you don't count the, the Thought Bubble audio crossovers, this is our 50th episode. Woo! Yeah, happy 50th. <laughs> I didn't get you anything. Aw. Yeah. Here's a diamond, I guess. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you can find us on academy rewind on twitter at academy rewind and at timothy pg 13 you can email us but not really
1: at academy rewind at <laughs> gmail.com I mean, you com. could email us we'll never know no i don't even know what the password is
0: anymore i've forgotten
1: one two three four five that's
0: the same combination on my luggage Ooh, it's got clark gable uh what my luggage yes oh okay. and it happened one that's night. where he went
1: also with claudette colbert who was the mother in that movie that we since she post, went away yeah yeah good excellent you've already forgotten it <laughs> I <laughs> since it since it left my
0: mind. Yeah, clearly the dog yep. popped right out the other side. <laughs> uh, and you can uh, you can head over to dot com to check out all of our thoppable audio shows. Palmer is on Batwoman TV Talk. I am on Supergirl TV Talk and Be it With Geeks and Read Up and probably something else. Did I miss one? Uh, Tolkien. Tolkien TV Talk, but yeah, we don't Supergirl. Record. I did that one already.
1: Uh, beer With Geeks. We
0: did that one already.
1: Yeah, all right. Sounds about right. Okay, great.
0: Um, so, yeah. You can head over to patreon.com slash audio to support the shows. Thank you to our already Patreon subscribers. We appreciate that. And we'll be back. You know to who's a Patreon subscriber? Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Be like Jen. Be more like Jen. In life. Yeah. Even though many of you don't know her. Some of you do. Just...
1: It's just a general good rule of thumb. Be
0: like Chad. Yep. So uh, Palmer, we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up this season so far. Uh, <laughs> this season so far. So far, we still have one more episode. I know that's why it's so far. But then, uh, then we're gonna take a bit of a hiatus after that because uh, I need a break from watching these movies. There are other things that I would like to watch that I can't because of Academy Rewind. I mean, it's great because we watch so many of these movies, but people are like, oh, have you watched like Hunters on... Amazon Prime, and yeah, I am like, you have. and I like, I watched one episode, but then I, but then I've spent literal hours and hours watching movies from nineteen forty-five instead of being in the cultural zeitgeist. Instead, I am like, it, it like worried about the cultural zeitgeist of nineteen forty-five.
1: Sorry, people are like, oh, have you seen Hunters? Like, no, I am watching, I am watching. uh you went away, no, I am I am in the middle of watching Psych and Mash. So, oh, sorry. is that for a podcast? Nope. No, no, you
0: are <laughs> just. You're just living in the mash world. Yep, that's okay. Well, Palmer, this has been great. Uh, which is uh, great because they're playing us off. No, I have
1: more. Uh, I have so many more people to thank. Don't too bad. Bye. <laughs>